Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. And this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. Morning, Mon, how are you? Yeah, it's a bit weird to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Lyle's back. No more I'm fun on Faith FM. Lyle. <laughs> Dude, you left me alone with Lawson for three weeks. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's cool. We love you, Lawson. He did a great uh, job filling in for you. And I'm sure uh, he did. I'm not going to ask you anything about your trip because I am going to do like a mini interview in the next segment because a lot of people have been asking where you are and what you were doing and how was it. It was amazing. Don't, don't tell us. No, I'll, 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 I'll give you more time in the next segment to answer all those questions. You okay. give us a whole little rundown because I know you're just itching to do it. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. In the meantime, Lyle, mm-hmm. I have turned up to work with like a thousand gifts for you. Oh, really? Yeah. So first of all, I have a little welcome back present. <clears throat> I'm worried all of a sudden. No, don't be. It's really good. Okay. I bought you Ooh. garlic noir. Yeah, what? I don't even know what that is. Remember, but you used the remember word, I you used the word, word garlic. garlic. Right, remember, That's I bought all that you, matters. I bought you smoked garlic. Uh-huh. This is black garlic. It is literally pitch black garlic. I don't even know how they get it black, but it's pretty cool. How do you get it out and, of the thing that's stuck yeah, in here? Man, packaging doesn't mix. And for producer Shell, I got her some, some really fancy volumizing hair care because I know she likes to try and get that volume. It's um, real fancy stuff. But yeah, that's the producer shell. Welcome back. Also, I have get you this. Give, you've given me this gift, and I can't even get into it. I can see black lumps inside of it. Speaking of food thing. in weird colours, you like you know how we talk about apples a lot because you are from Tasmania. And I hear there was a debate on this subject. Yeah, we're not we're not going there because I'm obviously right. But um, you know how oh. I don't. Does it smell good? Let me smell the black garlic. That is um. Have you did? That is amazing. Whoa, that is super strong. That is amazing. It smells like savory and spicy. And it does. It smells like it's got multiple things I've happening. I've never heard of black garlic. Neither did I. Who grows black garlic? If I you grow know. black garlic, give us a call. Maybe the New Zealanders. Another thing I'm giving you, Lyle. You oh, know how that's I, good. You know how I don't really like red apples and I don't really like green apples, but I really like yellow apples. And we've had a discussion how they're so hard to find in Australia that are available in America. Oh, you found a golden delicious. No. no. It's called a yellow. It's like... L, oh, yep. Without the what, W on the end. Yep, Yellow apple. This is amazing. This is the best apple you'll ever eat. Fast. I have a friend so precious. He's so very dear to me. He loves me with such tender love. He loves me faithfully. I could not live apart from him. I love to feel him near. So we dwell together talking about my Lord and I. My Lord and I, can't you see that it's my Lord and I? So we dwell together, my Lord and I. My Lord and I, I'm so glad that it's my Lord and I. And so we dwell together, I know it's my Lord and I. Talking about my Lord and I. I know it's my Lord. Can't you see that it's my Lord? 
Guys, that was that. Who was that? Uh, that was Sister Rosetta Tharp with My Lord and I here Lovely, on Faith rollicking FM. Lovely little tune. Quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, I I don't know if I think I've heard that one before. Yeah, I shazammed it. That's how good I thought it was. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Lyle, <clears throat> I'm not going to give you even one day's break. You're back. It's time to belt you over the head with a quiz. <laughs> Bring it on. Let's I've been see, missing the quiz. Let's see if your brain has turned mis- to mush while you were You know, I did, fi- I did find something out. You know how we say that when you listen to Faith FM online, Mm-mm. like using the app on your phone, mm-hmm. you can listen to it all over Australia? Yeah. Um, there's, some things, there's some parts of Australia <laughs> where you can't do anything. <laughs> I can't do anything. And it's wonderful. Oh, you poor sausage. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This morning's quiz is a what number am I quiz. The first clue is this. Rahab told the two spies to hide in the hills for this number of days before leaving. Give us a call if you know the answer. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. You can text your answers 0491-064-669. First person to get the correct answer will win the prize this morning. Lyle's looking at me with snake eyes. I'm going to take a stab in the dark because I am truly in the dark. (laughs) So let's see. Let's write a number on a piece of paper and see how we go. You are incorrect, Lyle ah, Southwell. There you go. You are incorrect. You will get double prizes as long as Lyle's brain is still mush and he doesn't figure out the answer. Ah, oh, this is so much fun, Lyle. Yes, I got. I got one other thing to give you, other than that amazing yellow apple. Yeah. Oh, you need oh, to. You like, gave this one. This is for me as well. The yellow. Well, you need to share it with producer Shell. It needs to be okay. washed before you eat it. But right. it is amazing. It is amazing. You reckon like, it's, it's better? So, you reckon it's better than a Cox's orange? Yeah, I do actually. It's like it's got this amazing crispness, and when you bite in it, the juiciness just explodes in your mouth. It's almost like, like you know how when you bite a grape, and it just like platzes. That's the German, sorry. It explodes in your mouth. <laughs> yes. Getting all German there for a second, forgetting I'm speaking English. Platzes. Yeah, it platzes in your mouth with juiciness. <laughs> sorry, so, I'll stick to English. Um, but yeah, it's it's got the same effect, but it's an apple. Like it's so good, and it has this like amazing sort of like honey touch to. Oh, it's so good, dude. I even know I I got it from Harris. Anyway. I got it from Harris Farm because uh-huh. you know Coles and Woolies won't invest in them because they have such a short shelf life. Yep. I don't even know. I don't even know where they got it. It looks from. like a golden delicious, but just a little bit. Um, 
Not quite as long. I'm not going to lie, Lyle. I bought like a whole sack of them and I picked the, the least yellow one to give to you because I wanted to keep the nice ones for myself. Yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> uh, I believe that. Look I here, believe look. that. Look yep. at uh-huh. See my, uh-huh. my one over here that I've chopped up already? That's yep. pretty golden, isn't it? It's pretty Can yellow. I see that for a second? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you're going to I have something else for you, Lyle. And uh, I want to do this in conjunction with a bit of a congratulations and uh, welcome to the halfway mark, all of you who are bravely doing Dry July. Uh, I just want to congratulate everyone doing Dry July. Like, it's such a good idea yes. and keep doing it. And Absolutely. you are halfway. Good on you. Keep going. And look, even if you've fallen off um, the bandwagon for a little while there or if you had come a cropper for a bit, don't stress. Just get back on there. Get back on that horse. Keep going. Even half a Dry July is better than a no Dry July. Great article in the uh, Newcastle Herald this morning, if you're in the Newcastle area, uh, page three, um, about uh, zero alcohol drinks. Can try and see if we can track the author down. Go to dryjuly.com if you want more information about Dry July. But Lyle, I was walking through my local supermarket and guess what I saw for sale on the shelf? I have. I am. I am suddenly worried. A carton of beer. Okay, so Mon has walked into the studio. Some Carlton with a four pack of beer. And uh, I bought it, Lyle. Because this is the first time Carlton has come out with a 0% alcohol beer. And I was curious. Wow. Because as a person who is a lifelong non-drinker, I was like, I've always wanted to know what is the big fascination with beer. Now I can find out without actually drinking any alcohol. Okay. So have you found out? So I opened one can here, which I have sitting here, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I want you to take a look on the top and see how full that is. And I want you to know that what's missing is all I managed to get down. <laughs> <laughs> I did not understand. No, that's for you, Lyle. No. No, no. I've had this sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks now. I just don't know what to do. I've got three full cans and one can that's like so you're nine tenths me, full. You're giving me a can. Smell it. Full. Smell it. Of flat. <laughs> zero zero alcohol. I don't know what to do with it, Lyle. I've got another three cans of this stuff. It tastes like something that's been eaten multiple times before. It's revolting. I just like What do I do with this? He looks like he's gonna puke. It? I can't get it far enough away from me. <laughs> Give it to producer Shell. Maybe she'll know. You want some Shell? Some Carlton? <laughs> I, I like. I, I need. Hey, you. but congratulations to Carlton for producing this. Yes, product. I'm actually all because for a lot it. of people out there who really, really, really like, like the, the flavor of beer. Yes. I have a very good friend who loves the the, the flavor of beer. I was thinking we could you could take this and give it to him. Yep, actually. I'd like to get his uh, opinion on it because he's quite a beer connoisseur. But yeah. he has become a beer connoisseur of all of the um, non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic yeah. beers, which have become really popular in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah. good. Bigger market in Europe for it than in Australia, apparently. Yeah, good. I mean, because people are realizing just you know how terrible this is for their health. Exactly. And, uh, and the seventh, the seventh largest killer in the world. Uh, last year was alcohol. Exactly. World Health Organization has come out and said that, you know, zero alcohol is the uh, current recommendation. There and is no can, safe level of drinking. If you can find the same enjoyment in drinking a non-alcoholic version, why would you drink the alcoholic version? Yeah. If it tastes the same, why would you Why would well, you do the one that's poisonous? I the same, but... I can't imagine that that tastes much tastes different. Better. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But anyway... Check that out, all you dry Julyers. If if you know if you've missed the taste, I'm sure it's all there. I've never drunk real beer, and I have no intention of ever doing so. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give that to you, Lyle, to take home because I, I literally cannot wait to have the space back in my fridge. Yay! I get forty cents. <laughs> No, don't waste it. Give it to your friend. You know the friend we're talking about. But hey, Lyle, I promised the audience that we were going to interview, a mini interview with you and your trip. Give us a rundown. How did it go? You went on a big old adventure. 
Aussie outback. We covered. I, I figured this out yesterday. I, I typed everything into uh, Google Maps, and uh, you know, um, well, not everything, but most of what we do, all of the major trips that we did, uh, we covered eight and a half thousand kilometers. What? Yes. What? In like yes. three weeks. In three weeks. So where did you go? Run us through it. Okay, so from here to Ningen to Burke to Tibberborough to Cameron Corner to Marie to Coward Springs to Lake Eyre to Birdsville to Fink to Alice Springs to Ulara to Fink River Gorge to Hermansburg to Palm Valley to Kings Canyon. Oh, yeah, that came in a little bit before that. Um, to the West McDonald Ranges, back to Alice Springs, down to Cooper Pedy, Port Augusta, Broken Hill. Uh, Ningen, uh, Dubbo, and home again. I'm so entertained that Australia has a town called Fink. <laughs> I, I think it about does. That. <laughs> so what were the highlights? You should have heard, you should have heard the Fink jokes when oh, we were there. Oh, yeah, it would have been thick and fast with the Fink puns. <laughs> Fink is right in the centre of Australia. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Um, you go a couple of k's out of Fink and then you go down a gravel, a dirt, a sand road with the most horrendous con- corrugations you'll ever come across. Um, about 12k down that road, you come to the geographical centre of Australia. Wow. Which we went to. It was amazing. There was a pole in the ground. (laughs) Yes. A pole for your efforts, Lyle. This is what you left Faith FM for, to go see a pole in the dirt. Uh, We rattled over about 24 kilometres in and out of corrugations, (laughs) the worst imaginable corrugations. (laughs) On this windy track, and of course the corrugations, you can't take them slow else they just kill you. You've got to drive fast over them and rattle over the top. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you, you're rally driving. I was just, yeah, <laughs> made, made my wife quite sick. Oh, the poor thing. Yeah, she wasn't any good after that. Oh, you produced a shell. So what were some of the other highlights of your whole journey? Um, well, there was that pole. There was a couple of other poles that we looked at. Are you serious? One pole wasn't enough for you? <laughs> that was the last one. Oh, no. So we went to Cameron Corner, so there was a pole there. <laughs> Um, on the side of a sand dune. Because Cameron Corner is like the meeting point of the f- three states, right? It's the meeting point of, uh, of three states, yes. Queensland, New South Wales and Northern South Australia. Australia. Okay. And then we went to Popple's Corner, which has a pole, um, which is on a sand dune as well, but kind of on the edge of a uh, salt lake. So that was slightly more interesting. Who puts these poles up in the first place? <laughs> and that's the corner of South Australia, Queensland, and Northern Territory. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, so we went to a few poles. We saw we we we, we drove for eight and a half thousand kilometers to see poles. poles. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But you also saw the rock. Oh, uh, we saw the rock. We we crossed the Simpson Desert via the Madigan Line. Just a, that was the highlight. Forget the rock to the Simpson. Okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just amazing. Just, just incredible. beautiful scenery. Yeah, and solitude like you can't imagine. You know, across that whole um, track, we, we, we came across one other vehicle. Wow. Yeah, wow. just amazing. And how was the rock? Tell us, you know, we're all dying to know. Yeah, the rock was uh, big and red and hard. I heard you got scared, Lyle. I did. <laughs> oh, that's very manly of you to admit that on air. <laughs> Straight to the point. No, it was. Um, you know, I was. I I had these thirty dollars Kmart sneakers on it, and they just kept slipping out from Ooh. under my feet. Okay, okay. So I'm hanging onto the chain as you're going up because there's a chain there. Mm-hmm. But the only way I could get up was by pulling myself up on the chain because every step I took, my feet would slide a little bit, Ooh. and I struggled to get to the beginning of the chain. That's how bad they were. Satisfies my 
Through his blood I now am saved All my life I had a longing For a drink from some clear spring That I hoped would quench the burning Of the thirst I felt within Josie Moon and the Franz Brothers with Satisfied here on Faith FM. Mon, give us another clue for the quiz. Yes, and diddly diddly die, you ready, Lyle? Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased that you don't know this. Okay, what number am I? Clue number two. The number of days that Saul slash Paul was blind after encountering the Lord on his way to Damascus. I'm sure Lyle's got this now. Correct, Lyle is correct. Uh, but give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you would like to win the prize this morning. It's one 800 Or text us on 0491-064-669. Anyway, as I was saying before, when we ran out of time, I was saying yes. that um, I was climbing the rock. Yeah, with your slippery Kmart shoes. With my shoes. Kmart $30 sneakers, and they kept sliding out from under me. And so what you've got to do is you've got to pull yourself up by the chain, you see. Mm-hmm. So you're hanging onto the chain. There's no safety harness. You're hanging onto the chain. That's it. Um, and, you know, it'd be easy if you were walking up there with um, shoes that had good traction like lots of other people were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I couldn't do that, so I had to actually pull myself up. And it's a fair way up. It's like 800 metres. That would be fine. And you get halfway up and you start to think, do I have enough upper body strength, 
you know, strength in my arms to actually get myself to the top of this. Yeah, and if I run out of strength in my arms, I'm going to be stuck here. Your wife's going to have to piggyback you up yes, the box. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so that started to mess with my head, so I got scared. Yeah, that would mess with my head. A little bit. But then I heard that kids... But then like, I, just, I just like, yeah, well, you know what? It'll be fine. I'll just sit here and rest for a bit. Yeah, yeah, just take it easy. And then people Someone come wins running race. past and doing Yeah, barefoot kids. I heard there were barefoot uh, kids just, just running. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a kid anymore, Lyle. No, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> well, we are very pleased to have both you and Producer Shell back uh, here at Faith Event. People have been asking nonstop. Um, he's back, everyone. You can all calm down now. But I will say this. The rock is not the most amazing part of the outback. It okay. is incredible. It is somewhere where everybody needs to go. It's a pilgrimage that um, I think all Australians need to make. Um, but there are some the, – the, the thing that I loved the most was the, uh, was the Simpson Desert. In fact, uh, we were traveling with some friends. Let me see if I can find this for you real quick. We're traveling with some friends – and, and and this this comment really kind of summed it up, I thought, because uh, my friend Rod, who I'm going to actually interview here on uh, on Faith FM at some stage, he's got some interesting projects happening. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he had to rush back from our holiday to go to Sydney to organise a visa to Canada for his daughter. She's going over there to study. Okay, and uh, and so he's 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 basically driven from the outback. Where we've spent three weeks, you know, sleeping under the stars, sitting by the campfire. We wow. never had a camp where, that we had to share with anyone ever at any stage. We always wow. camped by ourselves. It was just incredible, and uh, and so I sent him this text. I says, "The Simpson to Sydney. How did that feel?" Because you know he's right in the middle of Sydney. yeah, right in the busiest part of the whole country, <laughs> and he's like tragic. <laughs> he says. Millions who will never get out there. I was so sad for the suits scurrying in their importance and more so for those trapped in the soul-destroying burbs. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? That really summarizes just exactly how I feel. And so if you are one of those suits or if you are trapped in a soul-destroying burb or worse still, a high-rise human filing cabinet, mm-hmm. Just get out there. Just get out there. Get a swag. Go see Australia. Get a ute. Uh huh. And just go. And just go, you know, just go see it. It, it, it. It'll be the greatest experience you ever have. We really need to take advantage of the fact that we live in this beautiful country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where else in the world? There are very few places else in the world where you can go to remote places like that so easily. Exactly. In fact, I meet a lot of uh, European backpackers and they say that the thing that they find most astounding about Australia is the wide open spaces. Yeah. And then I think it's so silly how we just jam pack ourselves into one little city here and there and dot along the coast. Uh-huh. We don't We don't take advantage of those And we'll cling to each spaces. other and cling together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to get out there. Absolutely. Get out there and see it. It's uh, it's an incredible country. Anyway, uh, I'm going to move from Australia to China. Oh, go on. Okay, so this is um, this is something interesting because um, I've been I've been reporting on this story somewhat over the last six months or so uh, about the concentration camps that they are building in China, where they are um, <coughs> imprisoning religious people, mm-hmm. mostly Muslims. Um, and really, what we're looking at. You know, what is developing in China is the next big genocide. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if you go back to the First World War, you've got the Armenian genocide. You go to the Second World War, you've got the uh, genocide against the Jews. Then you've got, you know, uh, Cambodia with Pol Pot and all this kind of thing. And all of these 
uh, genocides, they're all related to slave labor, they're all related to concentration camps, that's where it starts, but it ends with genocide. And what we're seeing since 2017, so over the last two years, is over one million people who have been imprisoned for their faith in China. Uh, they have been placed into slave labor camps, and um, and and that's what we're looking down the gun barrel at. And you know, when you look around our world and we see the uh, the sanctions that we're placing against Iran, and I'm sort of thinking to myself, you know, what what's Iran doing? Yeah, what is Iran doing? Well, everybody's upset with Iran. What are they actually doing? What are they doing wrong? You know, where are they having concentration camps? Where, they, where are they imprisoning people? Certainly if you go over there and you start preaching Christianity on the street corner, you're going to get arrested. No question about that. But they're not doing mass arrests of their own population. Uh, they've got, you know, a, a fair population of um, Zoroastrians and Christians and so forth that even have representation in their government. You know, a lot of people don't hear about that, but that's the actual the reality of it. Uh, they are messing around with and fiddling with you know, nuclear projects, which makes us all feel uncomfortable. Uh, they're not actually doing anything with that, and they would be fools to do so because they'd be turned into a big glass crater the moment they tried to. Um, and so, you know, are we really that concerned? And so we've got all these sanctions against a, a, a country called Iran, but the big issue, the issue, you know, the, the, next, the next big... Uh, um, you know, genocide is what's taking place in China right now. And it's so crazy because often when we go to museums or we go to historical sites and we think to ourselves, oh man, this was such a atrocious chapter in, you know, Earth's history and we would never do this again. We would never let this happen again. And yet here it is. It's happening again. Popping up right underneath our noses. And, and we, are, we are so intoxicated with Chinese products yes. and goods that we can't, uh, we, we, we're impotent to do anything about it because we'll lose all of that, uh, all of the cheap stuff that we have in our homes. We could stop it tomorrow. It just the whole world would have to collectively say, do you know what? We're not buying anything made in China anymore until yeah. China stops this genocide. Absolutely. And the thing that breaks my heart is how long is it going to take the rest of the world to actually get to that point where we decide to step in and help. And it's interesting how the reports are coming out because, um, you know, it's very hard for people obviously within these concentration camps to get information out to the world, but there was a small group of uh, Kazakhstan um, uh, citizens and um, residents that were released recently um, who have been able to be interviewed, you know, and they're held without without any form of you know charge or anything like that they're just arrested and the problem is the moment that you make an international phone call that's all you need to do to be arrested Ugh. Uh, some of them it's have been free. communicating um, with very very short uh, messages via WeChat mm-hmm. uh, where they just write a message out on a piece of paper take a screenshot of it and send it via WeChat and that's how we're getting some of the information that we're getting uh, but you know these are you know one of the women was talking about one of the women's camps that she's in where, you know, they're forced to, to do slave labor in the factories every day. Um, they're full body searched by the police on the way in and on the way out. Um, they sleep in dormitories. Uh, they're separated from there. They don't get to see their children, their families, their husbands. Um, they're separated from everyone that's important to them. And they are just basically animals um, in these concentration camps. I'm pretty wondering when... When is some? <clears throat> when is someone going to come and help them? They're probably wondering you know, when redemption will be. Yeah, yeah. And we're all sitting. And this is this is this is why they're trying to get this message out to the world, um, so that hopefully the world will actually pick up on what's going on. But it's not hard for the world to see what is happening. You know, with our satellites yeah, and so forth. Yeah. 
you, know, you can, days, you can see it all. These days, technology goes so fast. And, and, and so why is nobody doing anything about this? Mm. You know, we, we, we talk about, uh, you know, restrictions on religious liberty in Australia. We certainly get upset about that. Uh, but this is something that um, is really, really impacting a massive number of people. Um, you know, there's... I'm always surprised at how quickly this went this way because when that guy became supreme, whatever it is, when, as soon as he went communist... Yeah, and, and wrote his own little red book and made it, everybody start reading it and turned it into a cult. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is bad news. But this is going to be bad if you news combine that, if you combine that with their, um, with their surveillance system where they've literally got millions upon millions of cameras watching every move that every person makes all the time, it's um it's a scary scenario, mm. you know, because they do have the technology to uh, to do it over there, and of course, um, you know, places like here in Australia, Target, Cotton On, Jeans West, Dangerfield, IKEA, H and M, all coming from slave labour concentration camps in China. Spoke to a blind man, receive your sight. 
that was Brayden and Elise with When God Speaks. There you go. Antimon. Yes. I had no idea. That's my associate pastor right there. Well, well, well. Who would have thunk it? Who would have? Anyway, uh, before we go to our interview for the day, have you got another clue for the quiz there, Mike? I rather do. I rather do indeed. Today's quiz is a What Number Am I quiz. The prize this morning is a copy of the book U-Turn, Understanding and Preventing and Reversing Lifestyle Diseases. Uh, It's written by Hans Deal and Aileen Luddington. Uh, famous for their CHIP program, the Coronary Health Improvement Program, which is a fabulous worldwide, very successful program. Uh, the clue for this quiz is the chapter in Exodus that records the Lord appearing to Moses in the fiery bush. Okay, what chapter of Exodus is that? The burning fiery fu- bush that did not burn. The burning fiery bush? Yeah. Yeah. Stumbling over my words this morning, but anyway, that's okay. Um, Joining us on the phone this morning is a semi-regular to the show and a uh, definite favourite here on Faith FM, Baron Neustraten. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lan. Thank you for having me. Now, Baron, of course, is uh, an expert on many parts of the Bible, but Genesis in particular, and um, over the last year or so, Baron has been taking us through the uh, the first three chapters of Genesis, and we have come up to Genesis chapter three, Baron, the fall. Uh, where does where does this one begin? Last time we spoke about the the, the two trees and the need for two trees and why there was two trees there. Um, this time they really come into focus. What's happening? What's happening in chapter three, Baron? Yeah, in chapter three it goes all wrong, uh, and uh, so sad. There's the ramifications. We still, uh, you know, that still are reverberating around the world. Of course, uh, that's when man sort of declared an independence from God, and I say that's at the root of all sin. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, just take us through the process of how that actually took place. The, the interesting thing is when you go to the text, which is so magnificently compiled, is you start actually with verse 1 of chapter 3, where it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And so it's interesting that the, the, the word there was... Can also the, the word uh, hayah can also mean became, and which would be more appropriate here, because if you look at the last verse of chapter one, God saw everything that He had made, and indeed it was very good. Here we have a negative connotation that the serpent became more cunning, and that word cunning is also interesting. It is arum here. Uh, which is of the same root for word as nakedness, which is so synonymous with sin in the Bible, symbolically. So there was obviously a possession of this particular animal that God had made, which was very good. And then we find it speaks. Now, of course, speech, uh, the element of speech was not given to uh, animals, let alone uh, consideration for, for moral issues. But he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? In but, the Hebrew, it says, it's, you shall not eat of any tree of the garden. So he invited a response from her. Okay, so let's, let's come back to the serpent for a moment, because obviously, you know, when God created snakes, they were very, very good. Um, 
Is it's this so hard all? To imagine. Yeah, but it is hard <laughs> for those who don't like snakes, which is a lot of the a large portion yeah. of the population of the world. Um, that would be yeah. hard to imagine. But is this all snakes that have become more cunning, or is this no. one snake? This the, the word nachas in Hebrew for for snake is also the word for serpent, exactly the same. So the the serpent was obviously an animal. Uh, we might believe that from. Uh, the paleontology that there were flying serpents capacity of flight and it was a beautiful animal if you go to the curse that was pronounced you'll find that at that time from that day that time onwards it would uh, crawl on its belly and eat the dust of the field in other words it's low to the ground um, and this may not have been the case obviously before so mutational change might be introduced here resulting in the, the, the morphology of a snake that we are familiar with today. Sure. What's interesting to me is that when you, go, when you look around the world in the field of archaeology, you find winged snakes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, is this concept coming from the Bible story or is it coming from a memory of, uh, of actual winged serpents at some particular point? No, the, 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 the fossil records, the paleontology supports flying serpents. So there was a capacity for flight. Hmm. But exactly what it looked like is hard to ascertain, of course, from, from, the, uh, from those records. But it would have been, you can imagine, a beautiful animal that had a capacity of flight. Hmm. So that would fall under the category of nachas, the Hebrew uh, qualification for serpent. Now, Barand, uh, was this one serpent that gained the uh, ability to speak or uh, was this the whole um, family of snakes that suddenly... No. The, the, the serpent became more cunning. So there was an, an, an... You can only explain it by way of a possession because God had made it very good. So it was perfect. Uh, animals are not moral beings. They cannot uh, entertain a discussion on moral values. That was not the, the issue here. But the snake gained that capacity because of its possession by the one who really worked through this particular serpent, which, of course, as we know, was Satan, who obviously disguised himself and tried to intimate that the actual serpent had upgraded to a capacity of speech, a capacity of verbalizing and discussing moral issues. And that would be quite a, you know, an arresting kind of a, you know, that would definitely arrest your attention. Um, wow. To, you know, if, if, yeah. for, for you and I, if we walked into our backyard and found a snake that started to have a moral discussion with us, it would definitely yes. catch your attention. You would remember the day, yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> you might be carted off to somebody who would give you a little bit of uh, help, oh, yes. Baron, but... <laughs> yes, I would keep silent about it, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's happening here then? Uh, the, this discussion begins between um, the Unfortunately, woman. yeah, the dialogue started. She should not have entered the dialogue. And so he said then, after he had intimated or tried to say that they were not allowed to eat of any of the trees, uh, she defended that they, they may eat from every tree, for except the one, obviously the one that where they're at, where, where the serpent was at. And then she said, you shall not eat of it. And she added, you shall not touch it, lest you die. 
And then there is three consecutive lies that uh, that uh, that uh, the serpent, obviously the one who possessed the serpent, uh, conveyed to the woman. You will not die. Now that's lie number one. She died. Uh, and, you know, and uh, for God knows in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God. Well, no, she wasn't like God. So that's lie number two, knowing good and evil. And that's another lie because the discernment was removed after she was guilty of transgressing the commandment of God. Okay, so there's a whole series of lies that's taking place here then. Yeah, there's basically quite at the beginning three lies. And the woman's response, let's think about this for a moment because she's coming from a position of perfection. Yeah. Why is it you think that she actually gave credibility to these lies? Yeah, this is when we start doubting God's word. God means what he says and he says what he means. And when we believe there's an alternative, uh, what shall I say, intent behind it, we may doubt his word. It's the attraction of the unknown, I suppose. And in her case, it was good for food. There's no doubt about the fact that it was. But here it is. It was pleasant to the eyes, so that's fine. And a tree desirable. Now, the Hebrew word chamat means to desire. That is true. Uh, another verb is used for later on when that word is used again. But the tree was desired. She, she desired to be wise. She, beyond the wisdom that she was endowed with already by way of creation. And uh, she thought, well, I'll try this. And uh, she departed from the plain instruction. Yeah, and I guess in many ways, you know, evil is one of those things that you cannot understand unless you've experienced it. But uh, yeah, wow, who wants yeah. to experience it? I mean, you and I have experienced it. Correct. We would, we would, uh, we would wish that we hadn't. No, correct, and that is ultimately the experience of mankind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so we've got this situation here. Eve then decides to eat the fruit of this tree. Now, God has said, you know, if you eat this particular fruit, you're going to die. Is the fruit, yeah. is the fruit in and of itself, is it a toxic substance? No, 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 because everything was made good. So that includes the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So the fruit was good. It looked good. It looked perfect. She went by her own assessment, her own uh, capacity for that assessment. Uh, and so, no, there was nothing wrong with that fruit, for except they were not to eat of it. That was the only prohibition there was. That was a sign of loyalty that uh, had to be expressed by not doing so. And the, the, the tragedy is she also gave to her husband with her. So there is an intimation that in this conversation and her, the action that she performed, her husband wasn't with her, but now he is. She then entices him to eat as well. You know, many people are, uh, you know, down on Eve and it's like, oh, okay, women are all under a curse because, you know, Eve was the one who ate the fruit. But when you think about it, Eve brought sin into our world, but Adam really was the one who gave it to the entire planet because if it had just stayed with Eve, it would have been quarantined. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, look, it's, uh, we, we, we can always ponder upon that, what God might have done with Eve, but whatever provision God would have had for that and, and could have easily presented, the fact of the matter is that uh, Adam knew. He knew. The woman was... Obviously, yes, she, she was beguiled, she was mesmerized, uh, but no excuse. Mesmeration is no excuse for, for 
uh, uh, disobedience. The word was plain. She knew the message. She gave expression to her knowledge of that message, not to ta- not to eat of that tree, and she broke that. But she was certainly uh, yeah taken in by a a serpent that can speak, uh, and then has a conversation about a moral issue and uh, appears to have been upgraded to that capacity. And so she desired to be wiser than she was already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now, what about Adam then? Was Adam uh, deceived in the same way? No, Adam, Adam did so because uh, she might have insisted uh, on that. And that is somewhat further down the track when, when God said, your desire will be for your husband, which is a very interesting word. Uh, it's fascinating. It comes from the, the word, the root word, shuk. The desire for the husband by the woman is not a physical desire. It is, um, the word shuk really means to overwhelm, to control. So you, you might read, you, you will, you, you would want to control your husband, but he shall rule over you. And then it makes sense. He shall rule over you. Mm, mm, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So they've both taken a uh, bite of this fruit, which places yeah. them in disobedience to God. In doing so, they have um, really, I, I guess the issue here is um, is obedience. And the issue is worship because, you know, whoever you place highest in your life yeah. is, is, is the one that you're worshiping. And yeah. uh, the results, what's the result? What's the immediate result? Uh, the result was a disaster. Of course, so then we have uh, the approach of, uh, well, firstly, the way that, that attire, they, they sow the fig leaves, as you know. Um, then obviously they noted that uh, something had gone. And we can only, what shall I say, try to imagine what the garments or what their attire was. They they. We, we believe it's a raiment of light that uh, is obviously an, an artificial, what a divine, uh, what shall I say, um, divinely manufactured garment that left them. And that is what they noted. They noted they were, and there's the same root word again as cunning. Um, of the, pertaining to the to the serpent, they realize that that is gone, so they sow the fig leaves, which will never do. But that's what they did do, and then they hide, and that is the logic reaction when we have seen that we hide, we try to hide from God, and He's looking for them. Mm, okay, now that we've got just a couple more seconds left. Tell me about God looking for them. So he, he calls out Adam, who's the health responsible, just the same, because he should have been with her all the time. And so, where are you? And then from having perpetrated the sin because he loved her, uh, he now blames her. Uh, it's, uh, God says, have you eaten of the tree of that I forbade you? Then he says, well, yes, but the woman, uh, it's the woman's fault. She made me. I don't know how, but he, she made me, and uh, and and it's therefore the woman's fault, but it's also God's fault because you, God, you gave her to me. So that that's what would we see. And then the woman, uh, when she's addressed by God, what have you done? She says, "Well, it was the serpent's fault." And and by the way, of course, you made the serpent. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, The intimation is that God is, we blame God. Yeah, indeed, and and Baron, there are so many so many lessons that we can draw out from this that we're going to have to leave till the next time. But I think uh, one of the big lessons here is that yes, we sin, we then try and blame God for it. But the reality is that God is always there looking for us, and He's looking yeah. for us today. Absolutely. He always comes looking for us. Baron, thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure. Okay. God bless. That was Baron Newstratton uh, talking on Genesis. We're going to move on now with the Statler brothers. This is Eve. Eve, don't you know that God loves you so? He only asked that you not disobey. He gave you the world. What were you thinking, girl? To let the devil take it all away. Don't eat the fruit in the garden, Eve. It wasn't in God's natural plan You were only a rib And look at what you did To Adam, the father of man Eve, I've heard it said That no one would be dead If only you had picked the other tree From the garden you were barred And there's an angel standing guard To protect the tree of life eternally Don't eat the fruit in the garden It wasn't in God's natural plan You were only a rib And look at what you did to Adam, the father of man. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. My name is Pastor BJ, and I'd like to invite you to join us at Bunbury Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are a vibrant church community that meets every Sabbath at 9.30am for Bible study, followed by a worship service at 11am. There are a number of groups that meet throughout the week where we eat, share, and study the Bible together, including groups for families and young people. For more information, please contact me on 0422-896-553. That's 0422-896-553. Have you ever been challenged by evolution? Ever struggled to give a reasoned answer for your faith? Or ever felt overwhelmed by the predominance of belief in evolution? Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top-level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19, Avondale College, Kurumbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1-800-324-843. 
Take me somewhere I can be Taken away From what pulls me Away from this Away from us This is a place I know I don't wanna be for long You see it in my eyes These empty holes of broken soul Lead me to this place I know Away from here. 
Take me somewhere I can be 